Are you ready to live a more free, healthy, and abundant life? Transform your yard into a food forest and create a system for self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable with our friends at Food Forest Abundance. No matter where you're starting from, you can become more self-reliant. And you can take your self-reliance to the next level by becoming a producer of your own food through growing and foraging. And learn how to turn your property into an income-producing source of economic self-reliance. They can help you get off-grid and learn what systems to employ for food, water, and energy self-reliance. And live abundantly and in full connection with your property and what you produce. Click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest and have your own sustainable source of livelihood and become self-sufficient with food forest abundance. Just click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest today. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Tonight, my guest is Mike Milks. Before I bring him on, I want to thank My Patriot Supply. They are the experts in emergency preparedness with the possibility of, of course, more lockdowns, more draconian measures. It really couldn't hurt to have an emergency food supply. Uh, thanks to My Patriot Supply, I have a four-week supply of their awesome food. It stays good in storage for 25 years, and it tastes great. Right now, you get $70 off a two-week supply and 100 off a four-week supply of their awesome food. Uh, like I said, it stays good in storage for 25 years, and it really couldn't hurt to have one of those right now. Just click this link in the description uh, or visit preparewithfkn.com to get your emergency supply today. Also, please subscribe on our official backup channel on lbry.com. Those links are in the description as well. And if you've been catching our episodes lately, then you also know that our podcast was all of a sudden demonetized, and they're withholding our revenue. Uh, this was one of our primary, primary sources of revenue, so um, we will be getting a new provider very soon. Um, I really want to thank everyone that has made donations uh, to help our cause here. It's because of you that we're still able to be bringing you these daily shows and content and amazing guests. Uh, if you'd like to donate to help us out, those links are in the description. Hopefully, we can find a provider that won't censor and demonetize us as soon as possible. Uh, the way things are headed, I don't know how much longer any of these platforms will be sustainable for independent or alternative media, but we're going to keep going as long as we can. But tonight, I want to welcome Mike Milks. He is the creator of Morning Dew, that's D-E-W, on YouTube. Uh, he is a stargazing earth watcher who has an overall love for, for humanity and a particular understanding of weather and cosmology. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm excellent, Chris. I, thank you so much for that warm welcome. Welcome. Yeah, uh, we've been talking for a while. I know that um, yes, indeed. I've been watching your show for a while. You've been watching mine. I used to, mm -hmm. uh, whenever I first started broadcasting, I was covering a lot of this stuff when it comes to earth changes that are occurring on our planet right now. 
Now, although yes. I don't focus on it as much as I used to, it's definitely something that we need to take a look at. And I've been meaning to do uh, a few shows about some of the changes that are going on. And you're mm. a perfect guest to have on because you have your own channel that focuses on a lot of the stuff that we're seeing right now uh, that's yes. happening on our planet that is not being talked about because all we see now, of course, is the the COVID stuff happening and that's all we hear about mm -hmm. on our news um but whenever i used to report the earth changes it was quite startling the dramatic increase in earthquakes volcanoes the strange changes in weather we were seeing um all these things our magnetic north moving the changes in the sun um we're definitely mm -hmm. going through a di a different type of cycle on our planet that needs to be taken a look at because these yes. changes from what I understand could become very extreme uh, within our lifetime. But uh, mm -hmm. before we get into anything, really what got you started looking into this? Well, it was uh, probably about 30 years ago when there was in, you know, there was increasing studies and research into global warming theories and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the changes that we were going through on the, on the planet with all of the statistics saying that we we're warming. Um, but I, myself doing my own research had found that a lot of these statistics were being fudged and that there were actually some major events that I was witnessing every day, you know, just searching on my phone. Um, watching satellite imagery and, and looking at USGS for earthquakes and following volcanic activity. Uh, I noticed a dramatic increase within the past five years. And I had felt that it was coming. I was watching a lot of YouTubers talking about it. And when everything started to unfold before my eyes, I, I really wanted to share it with everybody, with my friends and family around the world and when we look at what's happening with along the west coast uh, with the long valley volcanic field coastal vo volcanic field all of the activity up in the northwest rocky mountains that is not being reported recently it, it kind of makes you wonder why we're under lockdown when all of a sudden all these strange events and earthquakes and volcanic events are happening. Um, like I'm not saying it has anything to do. It's just coincidental that we're going through these changes on the planet at the same time as uh, we're under lockdown for a flu. Yeah, um, it's very coincidental. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the Kosovo field, the volcanic. They had, um, I remember whenever, whenever I was reporting on this stuff, it was uh, either 2018 or 19, they had those big earthquakes in California. Um, mm -hmm. And it kind of triggered a series of uh, these aftershocks that were lasting for a while. I haven't been following what's really been going on in that area when it comes to volcanic activity. But uh, what, mm. what, had, what, what have you uncovered? Uh, what, what's it like right now? Well, recently the, the increased swarms through Nevada on the border with California, uh, just east of Mono Lake, which is evident that it is a dormant supervolcano. I mean, there's a lot of 
places you look on earth and it is evident that there is a catastrophic event. Um, so I do believe that the volcanic field is lighting up again with these swarms through Nevada, moving westwards towards Mono Lake and then southward into, uh, it's been bouncing back and forth between Ridgecrest and Nevada. It's only a matter of time here before it, it, it splits right down the middle. And uh, I, I, I mean, call me crazy, but a stargazing earth watcher looking at the big picture, I kind of I received little visions here and there. And I'd hate to say, but you know, I've envisioned multiple volcanic eruptions in our future. Now, as far as these volcanic eruptions, um, that's another thing that I was noticing a huge increase in. Uh, mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on the possibilities of a super volcanic eruption within our lifetime in the United States? I mean, we have seen increased activity at Yellowstone. Um, I was reporting a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, you know, strange deformations here and there, a little bit uh, extra activity at the... Um, at the steamboat geyser actually hit uh, records when it was erupting a couple of years ago. Um, like yes. I said, I haven't been following it as closely now. So what are your thoughts mm -hmm. about any kind of uh, super volcanic eruption? And also I want to get into uh, why this is occurring, why the magma is on such the move and you know, the, the core of the earth is responding the way it is. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, but first, what do you to think something. about the uh, yeah to something? What do you think about the possibility of a super volcano eruption? I I really don't think that that is possible. I, I think that um, I mean Yellowstone is a dormant super volcano, but again, it is evident that it blew its top off, and it, it's it's probably never going to grow to its size again where it'll actually erupt. But when you look at the Cascades, and and you've got Long Valley that leads right up into the Cascadia fault line. Um, there are a lot of dormant volcanoes and as well active volcanoes. You know, we look at St. Helens, who was was only 40 years ago, where it had one of the largest eruptions recorded in our time. And when you look at on the other side of the world, Krakatoa, just last year and the year before blowing its stuff off and 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 nothing left to it now and that krakatoa is pretty much the next beast that we would have to worry about um and then we've got we i mean multiple volcanoes we've the tal volcano which that was a compromised crater it just totally drained its its lake um three years ago we had kilauea that did the same thing it just seems fitting that all of the these large eruptions are happening during a solar cycle in which I've been talking about for the past five to 10 years uh, that we are on the verge and quite possibly going through a grand solar minimum, a low solar sun spot output. And it is evident across the globe that it is affecting that space weather does affect our weather and it does affect our magnetic field and it is affecting our tectonic plates and volcanoes. Uh, when we go back 
I've got a couple particular videos. I mean, this cycle that we're going through right now is, I mean, some say 2000, some say 12,000, but, uh, you know, on the, the map that I did go back in, it was, it's a 400 year cycle. And 400 years ago, you look back in our, our weather history, most of North America was in, enveloped into a mini ice age. You know, yeah, that's what 1600s, I wanna, um, 1700s, and uh, during that time, and that Krakatoa, largest eruption ever. Um, there's also uh, Pele, I believe, during that time, and and we saw dramatic decrease in temperatures worldwide. And I'm sure they saw catastrophic storms. There were reports of complete villages being taken out in Africa by lightning storms. Like yeah, imagine think, a whole village being taken out by lightning. I think that more and more um, modern day academia is coming to understand that the sun really controls everything in our solar system, and it has mm -hmm. you know the hugest effect on our weather, uh, earthquakes, volcanoes, everything that is coming, the energy coming into our planet, um, electromagnetics, everything is controlled by the sun. And if yep. the sun is going through a certain phase or cycle, it's going to, of course, affect all the planets in the solar system. So mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about that. That You said it's a uh, grand solar minimum, and it looks like a 400-year cycle. Um, so, yeah, the 400-year cycle. So uh, for those planetarial. that are um, for that familiar, what is this, what's happening with the sun during these, these cycles? Okay, so for those who don't know, um, our sun goes through minimum cycles for 11 years and then maximum cycle for 11 years. So during the output, it's basically breathing out and the, uh, the minimum is breathing in. So there's not much solar output during the minimums, but based on sunspot counts based, you know, right back to Galileo's time, they've seen a correlation and a wave, but also large dips, the Dalton minimum, the Maunder minimum, these were long, cold, low sunspot periods that caused catastrophic events around the world. Now, could these events actually be the ones that were depicted in ancient scriptures? You know, on the walls and in caves where people were fighting for their lives? You know, all across the world, there is caves. There are caves everywhere. Because there was a time where everybody had to go to the caves go underground so what was happening what forced everybody underground right i want to address a... could it no go ahead sure and finish yeah could it be that this planetary alignment actually creates such a magnetic rip in our planet that it actually causes the magnetic reversal. That's another thing that we need to talk about as well. Yeah, that's that's, that's on my list. That is uh, definitely on the list. I, I want to address a question from uh, my sure. chat here. Ariel asks about uh, the earthquake that hit the main border in New Brunswick, Canada. They say that there is a volcano in New Brunswick. Uh, do you know anything about this? Actually, yes, there are. I, after I saw that earthquake, I definitely... I, went to Google Earth and I started investigating right away because it was a very rare earthquake. 
and I was hearing a lot of conflicting reports. But in that area, yes, there are dormant volcanoes. That whole area is a volcanic field and is connected to the New Madrid. So that earthquake, it was weird because there were a bunch of mixed reports coming out that day that some strange stuff had happened. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that. Did you hear any strange stories coming no. out of Maine that day? Um, I heard about the initial um, earthquake and everything, but what uh, what happened? Okay, so during the live stream and the earthquake came up, uh, somebody from Maine had come into my live stream and said, wow, there was a loud bang, um, and now there's a 3.0 earthquake reported in Maine. So the loud bang comment didn't really... Uh, spark anything with me until the next day I read a story somebody sent me a story um, where believe it or not uh, 50,000 Chinese troops had been bombed in Maine as they were supposedly infiltrating the United States <laughs> wow very interesting no I had never heard anything about that yeah, so this was a Canadian story that came out. And apparently, there's a bunch of Canadian stories coming out right now where we're, we're apparently harboring Chinese and that we're getting ready to uh, attack the United States. But it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that 3.0 earthquake in Maine was mostly, I'm sure, to do with te tectonic movement that's going on. Uh, there is a lot of stress on San Andreas Fault up into Long Valley and... You know, we also talked about the activity around Yellowstone as of late. Just as of late, there's been about, I don't know, maybe 25 earthquakes in the lake and around the lake in the past week. So that's something that I, I haven't seen. And even in my three years is actual earthquakes in Yellowstone Lake. Um, so it's just, you know, I mean, there's so many changes that are happening around the world. And with the increased volcanoes, volcanic activity and the earthquakes it really leads me to believe that this planetary alignment that we're going through where all the planets are in one corner of the solar system right now and when you go back in history to try to find that particular alignment you have to go back 400 years and to find it in the future you go ahead 400 years you'll find that exact alignment it's very interesting now, during this right the, yeah with the alignment so they align with cataclysms on the um on our planet mm -hmm. yeah i mean you think about our three largest gas giants lined up in our solar system right now that's a lot of power that is a lot of power and, and you can see that it's affecting our sun in the southern hemisphere with all of the sunspots popping up recently. I do believe that we're going to see the activity on the sun increase like before the 21st in, in, a, in a way where everybody's going to be looking up and everybody's going to be talking about it. That's very interesting. Now, yeah. you know, when it comes to, you know, we're calling this a grand solar minimum, but the sun displays, mm -hmm. you know, just stranger activity. Um, 
there would be more possibilities of, um, I guess, what you would call solar flares and um, electromagnetic um, kind of pulses from the sun during this period, would you say? Yes, and actually during this time, um, I mean, scientists, astrophysicists have found that our magnetosphere, which is our shield, actually it decompresses during a minimum. So it collapses on our planet. And, and I, I think that has something to do with fueling in the mini ice age as well. I mean, you think about those colder temperatures, 10,000 feet up are now a thousand feet lower, you know, and then we've got lower temperature um, altitude now. And, and that's, I mean, Guatemala has an extreme cold warning yesterday. Higher elevations, Guatemala, extreme cold warnings. Guatemala. Yeah. The that's weather the tropics. is another this interesting um, phenomenon that's been happening. The crazy extreme weather that's occurring. Um, mm -hmm. These crazy microstorms that occur in places that never used to get them, like um, European places are reporting tornadoes that they've never had tornadoes before um yeah the extreme hurricane seasons we've been having uh the the flooding that has pretty much ruined um whole seasons of crops uh i believe it was for a couple of years in a row now to where mm -hmm. um you know it's it's causing crop shortages because of the amount of rain in certain places uh the climate is kind of shifting and changing in different places and we can see these weather patterns that are emerging that are different than any time in in our lifetime um, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know about anyone else but this is something i've noticed for a long time when you go outside and you look at the sun it looks white to me and i remember in my childhood growing up in the 80s the sun used to be orange or yellow and or yellow not, yeah. yeah and i don't and, and i don't think that's just my memory I think the sun. No, it's actually, mine too. Yeah, the sun is white now. It's a different color. It looks like just like a big light bulb in the sky, and um, that appears to be, you know, some of the evidence of the changes that's happening on the sun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we talk about the extreme weather patterns. I mean, we've we've we now have the most extreme Atlantic hurricane season on record. Four category five hurricanes went through the central tropics devastating parts of guatemala honduras right up in there just yeah, i was living in south free. louisiana at the time when all the, those hurricanes after they passed through that area they came hit me yeah it was the they came in you it was craziest hurricane season ever yeah Luckily, yeah. I was in and enough high ground not to have any damage, but they had a lot of places that were really, really messed up from those. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've got the, the catastrophic agricultural crop losses that have happened due to droughts, but not only now natural weather events across the United States. I mean, it's been devastating to you guys. You know, my thoughts and prayers go to all the farmers and all of my friends and family from around the world. But, you know, this situation that we're in right now um i do believe that our governments know that we're on the verge we're on a tipping point and in the united nations back in 2015 developed agenda 2030 agenda 21 which is to align every country in the world to the 17 steps of sustainable 
development. And this is a program that they've developed and are putting in full swing now. You know, it, unfortunately, this pandemic has provided an opportunity for them to help put these things into motion. But, you know, in, in the big picture, the big, the big picture here is we are 8 billion humans living on the planet that is in peril. Our planet is in trouble right now. But it's not our fault. Yeah, it's I didn't want to get fault. to that. Um, you know, we're we're always told that we're overpopulated, we're our CO two emissions are are killing the planet. It's us doing this. No, but 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 I'm also told that you can fit the entire population of the planet in Texas. So you know, I, right? there's there's some contradictions there, and I don't believe for one minute that um, what we have the damage we have done to the planet can compare to the power of natural cycles that occur and are take out entire civilizations, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and if that is the case, I mean, if we are uh, going through a catastrophic cycle and our governments know it, then it all makes sense is the best way to get control of everybody before the big shit hits the fan. And now, then they can control everybody that, afterwards. Um, this whole COVID op it is an op you you can't deny that uh what, what for whatever reason it is um there are dozens of there i mean the conspiracy theories around this whole thing are crazy it, it could be everything from aliens to the chinese to i mean mm -hmm. you know interdimensional beings to whatever robots trying to take over the planet whatever conspiracy theories going on right now but uh, the one that intrigues me is that there are, you know, big changes coming that no one can control, that they can't control. Uh, things like Earth changes, things like earthquakes, volcanoes, or even asteroids, meteors, um, mm -hmm. threats from space, basically. Uh, you know, Trump said yeah. the, the Space Force. Uh, we don't ever hear anything from mainstream media about the uh, the changes that are occurring on the planet anymore. We have to go to independent researchers again, and now it's not a focus so anymore. So true. It's not a focus so uh, for a lot of independent researchers anymore because a lot of people are turning to look at COVID and all this stuff. So it's an interesting thought that behind what's going on uh, with this this whole operation that there could be some major problems on our planet coming up. Uh, it, it's very mm -hmm. intriguing, and that was one of the reasons why I covered in the beginning is because I saw some of these things happening myself. Um, I, I, you know, you look at the statistics and the numbers going back hundreds of years, and earthquake activity has increased over what a thousand percent, something ridiculous like that. So something's definitely building up, um, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I truly believe in sun cycles, and uh, you know. Many, many people have different theories about what is actually causing this. You know, is it the sun? Is it, uh, you know, outside protruders like Planet X? I've had plenty of guests on that uh, think it's a, in, of that theory. Um, mm -hmm. Again, uh, what resonates with me the most is that our sun is going through a cycle and that the planet is definitely reacting to it in a big way. Yeah, it really feels that way, and it, it kind of it's evident to me as an Earth watcher. Um, and the early cold temperatures that we had here in Alberta this season, 
this was back first week of October. We dipped down to minus 23 Celsius um, in the first week of October. Now, we, we haven't ever seen cold temperatures, that cold temperatures that early here in Calgary, Alberta. But all of a sudden, we're seeing these Chinooks. Very, like, every week, we're seeing a Chinook. Now, a Chinook is when a low-pressure system comes in from the Pacific, and it throws warm air ahead of it. And, I mean, it'll be minus 10 east of us, but right over Calgary, it'll be plus 2. This warm air just kind of gets caught. Okay. But the erratic jet stream um, is, is really got me concerned. I, I, I released a video two days ago, or maybe it was just yet, yeah, just yesterday. And I showed the upper level winds of our Northern hemisphere and the polar vortex right now is split. That's actually upper one of the level things I want to talk over about 400. is the uh, polar vortex and some of the jet stream activity. That's very odd. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I was hmm. hoping you could explain a little bit cool. more about how that uh, how that affects us and what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so right now, looking at the polar vortex, which is split right over Siberia and then parts of England. Uh, over Alaska, I do believe that's where the other side is, but it, it looks like a huge S right now. You know, you've got your your high pressure and low pressure. Now, what happens with our upper level jet stream during the seasons? Uh, so, if we were to look at the upper level winds in the Antarctica right now, uh, they wouldn't reach over 150 kilometers per hour, maybe. But when you look at our winter season now here in the northern hemisphere, I'm looking at winds that are over 380 kilometers an hour at 10,000 feet. So something has really ramped up the speeds of our planet. The, the wind speeds as well, the strength, the velocity. It, you know, when you kind of talked about planet x there i mean there are there's a big theory i mean when you look at all of the solar systems that were found by kepler 90 percent of them had two suns so 90 yeah, percent of the solar um, systems found have two suns you think it's possible you know, that we're we're one of those binary systems that we we possibly have a a sister sun that could affect us periodically, um, you know they have the the Sitchin theory of what is it every thirteen thousand years or however many thousand hundred thousand years that this second sun comes around and affects our planet. Uh, what are your thoughts hmm. on that? Well, I I think it's. I can't confirm or deny. I, I really don't have enough. Of course, I haven't yeah. seen enough evidence to to base any theories of my own. Um, That's really but, why I stopped um, covering you. The evidence there's it's not there because uh, it could be it could be any any of the space phenomenon that we're talking about right now, including the solar minimum. Um, you know, when mm -hmm. people post the pictures of the two suns, 
99.9% of the time, it's a lens flare or something wrong with the camera. Um, it can yeah. always be solved. Uh, I have not seen anything that I would consider, consider genuine footage of any planetary intruder or second sun. Yeah. So that's really why I, I kind of stopped going down that road. I always consider it a possibility, of course, just like anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we're leaning towards more something uh, on a... Uh, I think it's a closer timeline, like you say, around 400-year cycle that some, some cataclysmic event hits our planet, uh, and you can go back mm -hmm. in history and see that. Yeah, yeah. And here's an interesting spot. I don't know if you guys ever search on Google Earth. If you're ever just touring around on Google Earth, I recommend it. Um, I get lost on there all the time. But I found this one area in Africa where it looked like a series of rivers going out like a V. I mean, and it is, it's, it's a series of rivers going out like a V. Um, and there's life all around it, all around those. Now, 400 years ago, when uh, historians were talking about these massive lightning storms and massive plagues that were hitting Africa and Europe all across the world at the time, during these peak volcanic activities, uh, peak, uh, or sorry, low solar output. Um, I think what, what ends up happening is a charge is set out a charge, like literally a, a bolt that we can't even imagine. Like, and, and I do believe that, during this planetary alignment that the magnetic field like earth is at the front of the sun the sun's pulling everybody through the through the through our universe right and we're at the front right now we're ahead of the sun and we're coming around and when we get behind the sun with everybody else it's going to be so charged up we're going to have one of the most electromagnetic events on the planet Something, another thing. Um, so I was talking about the lightning strikes in Africa and those Vs. So I think those rivers were actually caused by lightning. Yes, I've heard this, uh, like uh, it's some sort of plasma strike. It's so powerful. A plasma that strike, it, yes. Yeah, that it could cause like canyons. Um, there's, there's some researchers that think some of our canyons were actually caused by these massive plasma strikes. Uh, there's yeah. evidence of that on here and on Mars. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fascinating, too. It is fascinating. So I find that, I mean, if that was to actually happen on our planet, I mean, just think of the repercussions of something like that. That would be worldwide. Definitely. It would be worldwide. Yeah. Now... Um, speaking of some of the, uh, the, the things that are going on right now, uh, I want to get into what your thoughts are on this electromagnetic, um, interference going on with our magnetosphere, especially when it comes to our magnetic north, it's moving rapidly. It's moving towards Siberia and mm -hmm. there's, uh, some that believe that it could eventually lead to, uh, lead to a magnetic reversal which would, you know, basically set us back to the Stone Age when it comes to technology. Wipe out all our electric Possibility, grid. yeah. Yeah. So um, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Because it's, it's moving, and it seems at a certain point that 
it has to give, that something has to happen. Um, do you think that that's a possibility of magnetic reversal? I, I haven't really done enough research in it to, to know, but um, I know that every planet, every star goes through a cycle, just like, you know, the sun goes through cycles, but every so often the poles flip. I mean, that's pretty much what the sun does to create its maximum and minimum cycles, flips its poles, it reverses its polarity. So, I mean, when I think about it, it's, it's sensical that, yeah, our planet will do a pole flip. Um, when we see the, the dramatic numbers and the, the dramatic shift towards Russia, I would believe that we could possibly be on the verge of a magnetic reversal. And maybe that's what's actually firing up all the volcanic activity and the tectonic plates around the world. Right. Um, and I, I know it was a, a couple of years ago that they had recently made the discovery of like 91 volcanoes under Antarctica, and they're showing more mm. activity there as well. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, more evidence that some reason the core of our planet seems to be heating up uh these magma plumes are expanding around the world so uh mm. there is definitely something going on with uh volcanic do you think that that should be um a major concern uh is volcanic eruptions in the near future i think so yeah i think so i've, I've looked a little bit into expanding earth theory as well and I, I do believe in the expanding Earth. It, I mean, that's how Earth was created. You know, um, it's been expanding all of its life, and uh, you know, maybe we are we are going through yeah an expansion phase. You know, maybe we're, you know we're growing more than we know it. You know, just on the planet, but we're also growing in our minds and our hearts on a conscious level. You know, we need to with our planet someone in the chat mentioned um, that's for the reason that uh, they had prepared on these underground bases is so that they can move the elites in uh, for whenever this time period occurs whether it be yeah. you know a mini ice age or some sort of pole reversal um, what are your thoughts on or that volcanic of or volcanic event that totally depletes the oxygen on in in our atmosphere yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and have, so uh... here's here's my theory on that here's an interesting theory so i'm gonna light a smoke right now if you hope you don't mind before it smoke away <laughs> so there's a study there's a study coming out of ontario that <sighs> tobacco actually kills COVID. <laughs> I'm not interested. It's true. So, so here's my theory on this whole thing right now. So what if all of a sudden the sulfur emissions and methane emissions around the world started to increase to a point where it was affecting 8 billion people on the planet? So what if we are all actually already infected with this COVID-19, which is a common virus, but it's actually in the air. And it came from sulfur emissions, methane emissions, 
it it's known and scientists have said that a lot of diseases actually come from volcanic eruptions they think the spanish flu came from krakatoa i've heard so bag them and tag them before the event get full control of the food before the event because whoever's left behind needs to be in con needs to be controlled or else they'll be getting out of control because they'll be fighting for their lives. I don't want to, I'm fighting for my life right now. I don't want to be in a situation where I have to go to desperate measures to fight for my life. If this is a situation where they know is coming, then they need to be honest with us. And this pandemic has forced the world to almost an economic collapse and they know it because they want to shift they want to change they want to change us but when we look at us and what we're doing on this planet we got to think to ourselves do we need to change yes we do we do yeah it would it would not be surprising at all if if that would would be the case and they do know it uh because you know, many people know the importance of not only astronomy, but astrology and alignments of planets and how they affect things and how you can actually predict things and how mm -hmm. certain events on our planet occur during certain alignment, planetary alignments. And I'm not mm -hmm. just talking about weather or Earth events. I'm talking about political, social, um, anything yep. on our planet is actually affected by these alignments. I, I completely believe that, that these energies uh, through planetary alignments, uh, you can predict events, you uh, can look at certain things. Um, I think that a lot of uh, the these elites, the top percent, use astrology in certain ways. Um, and if that's the case, of course, they would know about any cataclysms. They would know about any cyclical alignments that would cause anything. Um, and mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of planning that goes around, uh, that goes around uh, astrology when it comes to these elite circles. Um, from what I've heard. I agree more. From what I've heard that they have, uh, you know, if these billionaires, these uh, beyond billionaires, they have their own astrologer. You know, they, that, they're into that. They really yeah. uh, believe in it and, and go by it. So it's definitely yeah. something to look at. Yeah, indeed. You know, in Mercury retrogrades, they're actually pretty important too. And they happen often. You can tell that there's a lot of uh, large political movements during Mercury retrogrades. Um, now we have a particular Mercury retrograde coming up December 21st. So this is when the alignment happens. But Mercury will be going in between the Sun, Jupiter, and Saturn. And I mean, I don't, I, I can only speculate, but I, I do believe that during that time, a portal is going to open up for, our, I don't know, something, beings, conscious thought. I don't know. But I do believe that we're going to be shifting after that dramatically. And it's a Mercury retrograde. 
Interesting. So we have to we have to be worried about war. I mean, it, as much as they're going to distract us with this COVID, there's so there's still hundreds of thousands of people dying from war every day. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of people dying from starvation every day. Why aren't they talking about that? Well, yeah, they they don't want to focus on um, anything that would be meaningful, of course. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier briefly about a, uh, a new ice age or a mini ice age. I've had mm -hmm. uh, a few guests on that have mentioned that we are, because of the grand solar minimum, we'll, we would be headed towards a sort of mini ice age just because of the shifting of our climate um, and the things that could possibly happen, uh, possibly volcanic output that would uh, dim the sun causing this. Uh, what are your thoughts on an upcoming mini ice age? I believe that we are here. I believe that we are here and that we're going to start to see some big signs this winter when we see how far south in latitude the cold air goes, when we're already looking at extreme cold conditions in Guatemala, we've got freezing temperatures that are already reaching Texas. Um, they're going to keep sweeping under the rug these cold records, but all across 2020, we were breaking cold records but we are also breaking warm records. So it's, it's still going to be contradictory to them. They're still going to say it's us, but I can tell you a volcano can release more carbon emissions and sulfur emissions in one night than we have in our lifetime. Now, how urgent do you think this, this is? Do you think that um, <clears throat> we could possibly see some major, um, weather changes that could, you know, affect our population that could cause a lot of destruction and death within, you know, the next few years or any time period. Uh, we've already seen some extreme weather events from the past few years that are quite unusual. Um, mm -hmm. I think this is going to continue to have an uptick and that, um, you know, how bad do you think that it'll get within the next five, 10 years? I think by 2030, by 2030, we'll definitely be seeing the extreme, the extremities of it. Um, the atmospheric compression events due to our collapsed magnetosphere, increased cosmic charged particles also due to our collapsed magnetosphere. Our collapsed magnetosphere comes when we go through a minimum and there's less solar output put into our atmosphere. So when I'm looking at our magnetosphere models every day, the solar output every day, the solar output is still very low. Yeah, we have seen a lot of activity in the past three weeks to a month. But I mean, that's the most activity we've seen in the past four years. And I don't expect it to continue. But um, I mean, you've seen the movie Day After Tomorrow. Yes. Okay. So in that movie, they used a computer simulation, which was a real thing. They had an actual computer simulation, which uh, created possibly the future weather and winds on our planet. 
during a time of the Atlantic anomaly, the, the Atlantic warming. Now that is happening. The Atlantic warming is happening. And it's evident in Europe right now because they should be seeing a little bit of winter, but they're still seeing a lot of pretty mild weather. Um, but in that model, what it created was a monster low pressure system, pretty much the size of Australia. And over the past five years, I've seen the low pressure systems on our planet grow to the size of Australia. And I've been watching satellite imagery of our planet for as long as they've been producing it. I've never seen the low pressure systems get so big and such deep lower level troughs. Deep lower level trough, meaning a strong vortex helping a hurricane sustain for 19 days the way uh, which uh, Iota, Iota, I think it was Iota, Hurricane Iota, Category 5 that hit Guatemala. Um, he was alive for 19 days because this just this strong, organized, low-pressure circulation that wasn't able to break down. And I'm seeing that more and more often um, when low-pressure systems come into the Pacific uh Northwest Rockies now, uh, it, sometimes it takes days for that low pressure system to actually make it across the mountains because it's, it's such a lower latitude. And that's what we're seeing now is these lower millibar uh, storms, uh, monstrous low pressure systems, the size of continents. And I think that we're going to see that. And quite possibly they may have to even raise the, the hurricane meter. To a category six in the future. Now, with I all the that, um, that's... with all the changes that are occurring, there's a lot of theories that we've already been able to control and weaponize the weather. Um, mm. Actually, we've been using this um, in certain areas to kind of push this event along, or um, you know, make things. Uh, difficult in certain areas either droughts or more rain or uh, just the ability to through cloud seeding or whatever technology they're using mm -hmm. uh, that they have complete control over the weather and that a lot of the weather phenomenon we're seeing is because of you know government controlled factions that are controlling the weather what do you, what are your thoughts on mm -hmm. that uh, i do know that you know the modifications do exist and they've been there since the the roaring 20s um so climate forcing is happening and stratosphere aerosol injections are happening they spray barium which is a reflectant i've heard that they're spraying barium in our skies to help deflect the cosmic rays Yes. So are they trying to help us? Are they trying to help us? They had the, uh, right? what was it, Operation Solar Warden or, um, no, it was uh, the Harvard, um, the Harvard one. Solar Shield? Solar Shield, yeah, where they admitted that they're basically spraying these heavy metals in the air to deflect these cosmic rays. Uh, so that's mm -hmm. interesting. When you put that together with uh, what's going on right now, they obviously know something's happening. Mm-hmm. 
and they don't want people looking up anymore and nobody looks up anymore anyway they've got people consumed to their phones looking down you know um i still look up every day and i look forward to looking up every day and i'm always looking at the big picture and our big picture as bleak as it looks right now i know that our future is friendly but we need to we need to transverse and we need to grow and we need to learn we we need to stop thinking that we know everything we need to stop thinking that science is fact i mean because we're still learning about science i mean there's still so much to learn on this planet you know we're only beginning to understand how many volcanoes are on the planet you know i'm starting i've been reporting on the 43 44 volcanoes that are actively erupting but meanwhile there's 1500 to 2000 volcanoes around the world that are listed and that's all we found i mean there's still many that are in, in the oceans so i think that as a human species right now we need to come together and grow and and take all this as grains of salt and 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 make a good recipe for our future a good recipe for my children's future for your children's future for my grandchildren's my grandchildren's future yeah. i've got five kids you know oh, wow. um and, yeah yeah i've got five children and my three boys are are young and i i worry about their um i worry about what they're going through right now and i i, I talk to them all the time and i say you need to stay stay positive and just always be eager to learn and and to grow and just uh, the future is friendly i'm trying to just instill as much positivity as i can and that's what we need to do now even amongst all these conspiracies around the world yeah we need to come together now and we need to spread love light positivity especially during this crucial time yeah because who knows maybe this crucial the... time actually brings the second son the son of man yeah, this is definitely uh, one of the most crucial times in in our human history, and I mm -hmm. think it's a good uh, thought to close on what each you know what each of us can do, you know, knowing that it's going to be uh, a tough time in the future, knowing that we we might experience these difficulties with uh, you know earth changes and phenomenon things we can't control, and the possibilities um, that the, these powers in control are basically influencing this, and we need to we need to have more people wake up and realize this. Um, but whenever you think of the possibility of using the COVID as a cover for the earth changes, uh, it opens up a brand new discussion and door. And I think uh, that's something that needs to be explored as well. But what do you think that mm -hmm. people as individuals can do? I mean, there's, there's not much you can do to control a solar minimum or any of the earth changes, but uh, there, I'm sure there are ways that you can prepare yourself. Yeah, definitely. Uh, start growing your own food, be prepared for a global food crisis uh be prepared for anything these days you know stock up on a couple weeks maybe even a few months worth of food water power generator because you never know when something can happen that can affect the whole planet i mean we had an earth facing solar flare the other day 
earth facing. And we're lucky that it was not more intense than it was. You know, um, we could have an event that totally wipes out all of our technology, as you say, puts us back to the stone age. We fight with sticks and stones again. Um, so yeah, um, we need to just be prepared for everything. And the best way to do that is to stay aware and prepared with morning dew, daily events worldwide. <laughs> you know, I'm, const I'm constantly, I, I mean, it is my life. I sit here on three screens, 12 different windows open, watching satellite data, watching earthquakes, watching volcanoes. Um, there's a lot going on and I'm, uh, I'm doing my best and my part to uh, be ready for a possible uh, disaster. I mean, we had a close call with a tornado here in Calgary last year for the first time ever. So you just never know, right? You never know. Yeah, definitely so got to be, be prepared. prepared. Be prepared for anything, definitely. Mike, thank you mm -hmm. so much for coming on and sharing this information with us. Uh, again, before you head hey, you're out, welcome. let everyone know your channel is called Morning DEW, right? <laughs> Yes, Morning Dew, daily events worldwide, posting my severe weather analysis and disaster alerts from around the world. Keeping humanity aware and prepared. Thank you so much for having me on, Chris. It's been fun. Really Definitely. nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Thank you, Mike. I will have to do this again because yeah. I'm sure gonna, we're going to have to have some more updates in the future. Indeed, it sounds good. All right. Well, until next time, everyone else, you have an excellent evening. <laughs>